Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and others on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to More Than Amuse. I'm Sadie. And I'm Stani. And it is episode 100. Can you believe it? <laughs> 100 episodes. That's I was crazy. actually like thinking on my drive home from work I was like I don't believe that we've been doing this for this long like it doesn't feel like it's been almost two years but it but it has been somehow two years 100 episodes plus more because this isn't even counting our bonus episodes so that's oh true we have 100 official episodes now finally I I can't believe it but I'm so proud of us look at us look at us go I know it's exciting plus we've gotten to talk Mm -hmm. about like so many people and topics it's just I been know. enjoyable. I've realized that it's getting to the point. Like, I feel like when we first started out, I knew everything about all the women that we talked about. But now I was going through our full episode list today. And I was like, I almost feel like I have to go back and listen to the episodes <laughs> so that I can like remember everything about these women. Because now we've like learned about so many that I'm like, wait, I don't actually remember as much I as know. I hoped that I would. You know what I mean? It's hard. Details start to get lost. You're mm-hmm. like, wait a second, what do I need to remember about them? Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a fun little casual episode today. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily talking about our usual long lost woman artist, but we'll do some updates uh, on updates. some women we've covered in the past and talk about just, well, we'll still talk about women that inspire us and Definitely. and all of that of course especially like if you're a recent listener and you're kind of trying to figure out what episodes you should go back and yeah. check out this is basically like our favorites that we'll be talking about the ones that have made a really big difference for us and so obviously mm-hmm. they're the ones that we would recommend yes absolutely to. we did the instagram q a this week and mm-hmm. someone asked us what our favorite episode was so stani what what is your favorite episodes that we've done so far? Ugh. So I feel like I had to divvy it up into categories even when mm-hmm. we were answering because to do like one episode completely is just like so, so hard. Hard. Because yeah, like part of me is always going to love like those first episodes we did in the beginning just because like, you know, yeah. they were our first ideas. It's what we really wanted to talk about at the beginning. But as far as like topics go, I think the one where we talked about mental health weaponized yeah. against women we got mm-hmm. to compare like britney spears and camille claudel who we had both covered in past episodes and then like yeah. talk about insane asylums for women like in the early years of history and it was just crazy like i still think about it sometimes and i'm like oh like that is just insane to me yeah what i loved so much about that episode it was almost like a whole I don't know like world was opened up mm-hmm. like I just had no idea that kind of stuff was happening yes you know I didn't know that was a part of history and to 
open that door, I guess, it was like, oh my gosh, there's just like another way of just another injustice in the world. Also, mm-hmm. we recommended a book on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to they could not silence. I don't know if you end, ended up getting it. I only ended up reading half of it. I got it as an ebook and I realized that I don't read ebooks. I need a physical copy. <laughs> but it's such a good book. Like it's yes. so good. I own the ebook as well and I just haven't been able to get to it. I've been reading another book for a future episode as well as like our monthly mm-hmm. book. And so I've just had like too many books. <laughs> yeah, too many going books. On. But just the fact that like what's it called again? I think you said uh, it. I think it's the woman they could not silence, actually. Yes. I think whoever it's based on is the journalist who like infiltrated the mental institution and like really uncovered what was happening and that whole thing. And oh my gosh, just the strength that that would take. Like it was Elizabeth Packard. That's who she was. So she went in and Mm -hmm. like figured out exactly what was happening for like these women that were in insane asylums and everything else. And like did so much to change. Yes. How, yeah, like what happened? Also, I just saw it on Amazon. This one is $11 on Amazon for a paperback. So that's nice. And it's like a really, I I feel like it's going to be a harrowing read. But a very eye-opening one because the research alone was like shocking. Mm -hmm. I've read a couple chapters of it and it's a good read. Like it hooks you in. It's not like a dry nonfiction type, you know, like it's it's a very, very good book. That's awesome. So would recommend it. So yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite topic. A close second though would be Mm -hmm. Whitman's Rage. I just feel like that one was also really eye Oh, I forgot about that episode. I loved that episode. (laughs) And we recommended a lot of books for that one, too. I actually Mm -hmm. bought some, but once again, have not been able to make it to it. Haven't gone to it yet. I cannot read more than two books at once, and even that is a stretch. (laughs) Yes, same. (laughs) But just, like, talking about everything from, like, we had kind of touched on it, how just, like, teen girls don't have an outlet for their rage. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I've noticed that more and more, like now that I'm aware of it, the more that I realize how much like women aren't allowed to like own up to their anger, like have an outlet for it in any way. And like men who are able to be like unabashedly angry because mm-hmm. that's like the one emotion that men are allowed to have, which isn't True. good for either of us, obviously. No, too. like it hurts both sexes. Absolutely. Yes. But just to like kind of open my eyes to that fact and like how women's rage can actually be so powerful and so like inspiring. Mm -hmm. And then that like anger within you, as long as it's not bitter, can like motivate you to do more. You know, like there's just something so beautiful about that. I agree. I think my favorite episode that I feel like is not appreciated as much as it should be is the one that we did on romance novels. Mm -hmm. And that opened up my eyes because... Like, I was totally, you know, the person who was like, "Mm, romance novels, whatever. (laughs) But, like, I thought I was so much better than them, which is so annoying. But I don't know. It was, like, good to get kind of called out on, like, oh, you're just belittling things that are created for women. And then Mm -hmm. we learned about some of like the most successful romance novelists and just talked about what that industry was and obviously it's mostly catered to women and it made me just appreciate the whole concept and like genre of it so much more I remember also we talked about too like why is Nicholas Sparks like considered an esteemed author but like all these other women who are romance novelists like they're not as much Mm -hmm. so it's like hmm, where's where's that disconnect coming from (laughs) I agree that one was so fun too like it was just a fun episode it was so fun yes yeah I remember doing research for it and I was just like this is amazing like I had the (laughs) most fun I think researching for that episode I agree that one was so fun 
not to like pat ourselves on the back or maybe maybe to do that yeah. but i'm like wow we've got some great episodes in our catalog <laughs> we really do we've got some really good ones do you have uh-huh. another favorite topic that's a close second for you the truth is i always love when we do pop like pop culture things yeah um we did one about like is it unbearable to be a pop artist Ooh, that um, was fun. yeah like i went through our episode today i was like oh my gosh i forgot about that episode and i i loved it so that one was really fun and i always love when we just like talk about sour and like taylor Agreed. swift also like even when we just talked about my own ep obviously like love talking about kate bush that was also fun i love doing yes. research for kate bush that's like already skipping ahead that's like a person i've covered but yeah but still. she was fun i loved that one too like i didn't mm-hmm. i feel like it's easier to get more attached to the people that we research personally because you get like yes. so invested in them but sometimes like I'll be so surprised by like how attached I get to people that you talk about yeah uh-huh. and like, Kate Bush was one of those where I was just like she's fascinating and like everything you said about her I think you can even hear me in the episode I'm just like what what yeah exactly <laughs> she's just an incredible woman and an amazing artist and yeah, yeah. I like I'm very obsessed with Kate Bush now <laughs> Yeah, she really is just all around incredible. Um, also, Ooh. I love doing the nine to five like episode as well. I Sorry. just saw that one. No, you're Anyways, good. what were you gonna say? I was just gonna mention. I learned a really cool fact about Kate Bush. Actually, mm. on the set of Stranger Things, it was actually Winona Ryder. Every time they would start, like they were in filming or behind scenes or whatever, she was always wearing a Kate Bush T-shirt. Like she's mm. a major fan. And so she kind of planted the seed in the Duff- Duffer Brothers' brain of, like, using a Kate Bush song. So it was oh. actually, like, because of Winona's writer's, like, main fandom of Kate Bush that she ended up in Stranger Things as, like, such a major part of season two. That's amazing. I know. So I was like, wow, a woman artist, like, helping another woman artist be recognized. Like, that's exactly yeah. what we love. <laughs> that is, like, literally everything we believe in. So Yes. Oh, I I love that. That's so cool. But back to your other thought. The 9 to 5 was also like a major. It feels recent, so it's hard to be like, oh, it's my all-time favorite. But like that one was also just like so fun to research too. Well, and I just loved watching that movie 9 to 5. And then I was like, how the heck have I like never had had I not seen that until now. So I And the documentary on it was so enlightening. There's actually a book being written about it. Um, Oh, It's not released yet have it on our amazon list oh here it is working nine to five a woman's movement a labor union and the iconic movie september 6th 2022 so it'll be out next month so you can pre-order but it's not even out yet and i think it's you know just the summing up basically everything Mm -hmm. you know the movie and the labor union and the documentary that we talked about as well so just really cool also i always love what we do for Halloween. Here's my all-time favorite episode is I think the fifth episode we ever did because this is when we were first starting out and we were like, huh, how do we find topics to do this? And what did we do? We did the forgotten female horror writers of the 19th century. That's that episode. Or actually that was episode six, excuse Mm -hmm. me. But like I remember at the beginning when we were trying to figure out what we would do for Halloween, we were like, how will we possibly find a way (laughs) to tie in like, you know, know, like horror and women in the arts. And then we like 
open that box. And that's when I think when we did that episode and like I learned everything for it, I was just like, oh my gosh, there is just like so much here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That it almost like fueled the fire for like why we should do this podcast even more. I completely agree. Because it was like, how did we miss this? You know, like yeah, we started uh-huh. a podcast about women in arts. We're supposed to know about the stuff that's being missed. And then it was yeah. like, no, we have no idea. And that was And then the exciting. following Halloween, then we didn't have enough like weeks in October <laughs> to cover everything that we could. So I will say October is still one of the hardest months to narrow down our topics for because yeah. ever since that, like every single we did a full month of October yeah. themed episodes the next year. We had um, so much and potential. Yeah, we have so much. I have a whole category on our Google Docs of just October episodes and it builds <laughs> because it's literally like so fun to tie so in. So fun. No, I, I love it. And any favorite people that you remember? Oh, so many. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I feel like so almost like sad being like, I but I can't like, I love all of them. I really do. I will always have a soft spot for Artemisia Gentowski just because she's of the course. one who really opened my eyes to the mm-hmm. whole problem. So of course, I think that goes without saying that she's a favorite. Yeah. But one that really surprised me was Hilma off Clint. I kind of went into the research, like not really knowing much about her. I think I had seen some of her artwork. I didn't really like think about it very much because if you don't Mm -hmm. really know what's behind it, then I don't really think you think about it that much. I just knew she was a famous abstract artist. But learning about her and like how all of her painting was intuitive and she did it in like one sitting and they're like freaking huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're they're ginormous paintings. And then she like kept them secret for so long and just so much about her. It was just incredible like everything Mm -hmm. about her just amazed me and was just fascinating and I literally like own her art now like it's going in my kitchen so yeah I love that she was by far like a very top favorite for me that's how I felt about Tamara Delimpica Mm -hmm. where I literally picked her just because I saw her painting and I was like that looks cool all right and then just like the more I learned about her and the more I saw of her art the, the more I was just like this is incredible. Like, yes. I love this person. Also, you kind of talked about how, like, when I did Kate Bush, you would be attached to it more because, like, usually you know, we're more attached to the artists that we <laughs> share on. But I think my version of that, like, for who you've talked about is definitely Josephine Baker because oh, you talked about Josephine yes. Baker. And then more recently, when you talked about Beatrice Wood, that's mm-hmm. another one that I was like just a like I, both of those women I attached to even though that wasn't my artist yeah. that I presented on no I completely get that she was just oh my gosh such fascinating mm-hmm. people it's so yeah. fun to learn about them well do we have any updates on the episodes or the people we've covered in the episodes that Oof. you wanted to mention so many I'm sure one sad note, Margaret Keene, who we did an episode on, she did mm-hmm. pass away. She was alive when we did the episode, but she died on June 26, 2022. So pretty recently, and she was 94 at the time when she oh, passed. Wow. But I remember seeing all the posts about her dying, and a little part of me was just super sad, because even though we talk yeah. about a lot of dead people, <laughs> you know, like we yeah. have a few people that are still alive, and it's always a little bittersweet to see them no, pass absolutely. away. I guess on a happier note, t- Tamara Lempica. I don't remember if I mentioned that there was a musical called Lempica that I think it, like it first premiered in 2018, but it had a sh- showing in LA, this oh, whole musical. Wow based on 
her i like just you know looked up her name again and it yeah it played in la in 2022 i wanted to read this little quote i think from the director where she said i've had conversations with people who didn't know who she was saw the show and then did their own deep dive into her beautiful body of work my biggest hope is for the show is that tamara is honored and known and revered not only as the artist she was but also as the woman she was because she has deserved that for so long and it makes me so happy to hear that people are now wanting to know more about her and i read a quote too of like the woman who wrote the music and she talked about how like she just like saw her the artwork and it was just like I immediately just like heard music and mm. and so then they got to work so there's a whole musical now called Lempika I have no idea where it's gonna be playing again but I know I'm like I want to see it <laughs> I know I was gonna look up the music before I left work but I was mm-hmm. at work and my boss was there with me all day so I didn't feel <laughs> like it was a good time to start playing a random musical score um but I'm gonna listen to the there's a couple songs from it that seem are available on Spotify so I thought that was cool that's so exciting there's been like quite some news on Artemisia Gentowski actually oh cool Uh, apparently only about oh actually a month ago so at the beginning of July some Uh Italian police ended up they intercepted this illegal auction that was going on of an Artemisia Gentowski painting that was about to be sold illegally yeah oh my goodness they, they managed to save the painting and stop it and bring the painting back I couldn't figure out what painting it was but a lot of like art artworks and antiquities are being stolen and like illegally exported from Italy obviously Italy is like a huge center for art and there's like been some art theft going on there so luckily they did not lose an Artemisia Gentelsky painting oh my gosh that's insane yes so it's a good thing that didn't get lost another thing i couldn't exactly find the article because there's a lot of articles about this illegal auction that took place i think it's a very big deal in the Mm. art world obviously but i think it was last year there was another painting that was believed to be done by artemisia gentowski's father not him but one of his students so they believed mm. that the painting was done by this other male student of his. And it actually was done by her. So they finally were able to get enough. Like I don't know how proof? they figured it out. Like, yeah, like look at it close enough and compare it to her <laughs> other stuff. They're like, mm, definitely her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, David and Goliath that she painted in the 1630s. And it was attributed to a man previously. And now we know it's hers. So Well, love that. Yes. And it finally was exhibited along her other work. And they finally gave her credit for it. <laughs> so, oh, love that. <laughs> that's always good news, right? Uh-huh. So so Eartha Kitt, who was another, like, she's one of the first artists I ever covered. And then, yeah, like, was one of those people that I was like, ah, oh, let's mm-hmm. do her. And then the more I learned about her, the more I was like, I'm completely obsessed. But I think I mentioned when we did the episode that the biopic or there was going to be a biopic. But now there's like a tentative set date for the mid 2023. Apparently they announced the actress who was going to be playing the younger version of her. So that just means, I guess, because I I remember reading or finding an article that was pretty much saying that like they've been trying to get this biopic to happen for like 10 years. Like it's been in the works forever. And so now it's like, oh, now there's like kind of a tentative release day for next year. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. 
I looked up Afra Bain, who are Ben. Ugh, I got to figure out how to say that. Yeah. But there's a monument in Canterbury. There's a group of people, I think, like at a university in the area that are like campaigning and raising money to have a statue erected of her in, I think, where she's from. And they were kind of hoping that that would lead to like more recognition of her work and things like that. So like that's happening with her. There was like a orchestra, the Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra. They put on a The Power of the Muse musical Ooh. event and it included music by Lily Boulanger and Clara Schumann and which are both people we've talked about. Also, it made me realize, so Mahler, I think he had a wife who I believe was also a composer and they did his symphony that he dedicated to her, which I think is still a cool tie-in to the idea of the power of a muse theme. And I like that they did music by, you know, the women who were categorized as the muses, but then mm-hmm. also did a song that was written for his wife. But it made me, ooh, I need to like learn about her and see what she did for yeah. musical composition and things like that. So Definitely. that was another like little event and another way I'm seeing that, oh, women that we've talked about are being highlighted all around the world in the United States. Another fun thing has just been like recognizing more people. Uh, Like we follow a lot of like women artist accounts on our Instagram and like when people have birthdays and they get posted about Mm -hmm. it's fun to like recognize their face popping up and go oh we have an episode on them. Yeah Um, absolutely. Or like just hearing things referenced and then you're like oh yeah like I actually know a lot about that (laughs) Uh, like oh let me tell you what I know about that actually yes Mm -hmm. I was looking at pictures of Dolly Parton's restaurant and bar in Nashville because it's gorgeous it's called white limousine I feel like I I need to go there (laughs) I need to get there I'm now I'm like I'm in direct proximity to this so Uh close but I think in the hotel that's adjacent to that, they actually have a picture behind the front desk of Minnie Pearl. Oh, Yeah, like a cool. painting of her. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. Like, I actually know who that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, now I understand and know a lot <laughs> yeah. about her story. So that that's was cool. Fun. Oh, a major no. thing. Beyonce's new album came out. <gasps> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess, yeah, we should mention all like the pop culture people. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo just performed with Billy Joel at Madison oh, Square Garden. Gosh, I was so jealous of everyone who was in the audience. Yeah, honestly. I've always wanted to see Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. I grew up listening to his music. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to get concert tickets and like go and see him at least once live. And then I was like, are you kidding? Him like, and Olivia course. Rodrigo. The two people yeah. I couldn't get tickets for together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the same time. And like, what an intersection of like your musical interests. I know, right? Paul McCartney wrote a book and within it, he talked a lot about Doris Day. So oh, really? kind of interesting. Oh, we did talk about Doris Day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He, Doris Day It says cool. he celebrated like her life, but. Wow. Yeah, obviously I didn't read his book, but I'm sure but? like growing up listening to a lot of her work is very inspiring. Yeah. That is cool. I'm sure there's more, but we've covered a lot of people. So actually, here's a fun little thing. In total, we have talked about 60 people so far. Wow. I'm very proud of that. Which is crazy if you think about the fact this is our 100th episode. And I mean, I guess some of the episodes we talked about four people, like our previous one, The Starlets. I know. I love that. We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. We're going to do something a little fun for our artist spotlights. We're going to talk about people we've already followed, already spotlighted, uh, especially because we like reviewed previous episodes on this episode. We might as well talk mm-hmm. about some people. 
I really wanted to bring up Anna Bostrom art again. I found her on TikTok, followed her. She actually recently did this like art competition and went and painted, I think in Europe. It was like an oh, art battle cool. thing. And she ended up Ooh. winning, which is incredible Ooh. and definitely mm -hmm. like very deserving. Her work is absolutely stunning, like totally flawless, beautiful. She's the one who does a lot of the Greek goddess prints. Oh, um, yeah. But then like adds spray paint and drips and like all sorts of stuff over them. It's just beautiful. They get more and more stunning every time I see them. And I just think she's accomplishing incredible things. Oh, yeah. Mine is Morgan paint stuff. And okay, I haven't done it yet. I had every intention to. I was planning on getting some prints from her shop for my new apartment. But then the size that I would need are like a little bit more expensive. And we put so much money on our credit cards when we yeah. moved here. So I'm like, maybe Christmas present will be the paintings. That's but fair. she has, first off, she more, most recently did Olivia Newton-John, which like, oh my goodness, Olivia Newton-John has I passed know. away. We need to do her we need to do for an her. episode. Yeah. I love Olivia Newton-John. I guess there's another person that inspires me. So she recently did a painting of her and um, she has like a Dolly Parton one, which is awesome. What the ones I'm planning on getting, I think are like, ugh, they're like the art history segment of what she has. Hold on. I always Yeah. Forget. It's like the David and. Yeah. The David and like the Artemis or something. Yeah. They're so beautiful. And she has like a Venus as well that I was like, oh, that could be a cool yeah, one. And also more recently, I think she, I don't know if the last time I shouted her out if she had it, but she has like flower prints now. They're my favorite. The flower collection. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> there's a so poppy print one that's mm -hmm. like this, this one, this blue one. Oh, um, yeah. I love it. So no, there's stunning, just so much stunning, cool stuff. Stunning. I'm just obsessed with their style. And like, I'll show everyone who wants to see <laughs> that I love her artwork. So to shout out a musician and <laughs> turn it into a little bit of self promo. But I did do a artist spotlight for an artist that I thought was so cool for so long named Angie Petty from Salt Lake City area and since I like shouted her out not because I shouted her out I don't think she even knows that I shouted her out <laughs> which maybe makes it more special but I ended up writing a song with her and we ended up releasing it so she's so cool like I, th I I've always thought she was the coolest artist and it's cool that now we literally just wrote and did a song together so check oh, her out awesome. and it's a such Petty a good music. song it's a fun little dude yes. i love it it was fun. and it's, it's so also my brand yes i love that like following <laughs> drama mm -hmm. theater major i'm like that's come on that's perfect anyways so love that i found this one on tiktok as well <laughs> yeah uh lauren weintraub oh she's cool yes yes i still am obsessed with her she has a song going viral right now that's really funny it's called X Appeal, and I've had it stuck oh, in my head multiple times. Oh, I love X Appeal. Yeah, so where she's, like, talking about how your ex hasn't changed at all, so you're not attracted to him. It's just his X Appeal, like, playing off mm -hmm. his sex appeal. It's hilarious. I just feel like she comes up with, like, really clever lyrics, and I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, I love that song, too. Yeah, so she's still been a major favorite of mine. All right, now back to the show. 
Well, for the next segment, I guess, of this episode, we thought it could be fun just to talk a little bit about, I mean, we're going to keep it very on theme, just mm-hmm. with women who inspire us both in our personal lives and that are, you know, famous figures. So, Stani, who do you have? Who's someone who inspires you? Maybe from the past or I don't know. Which This was hard, hard for me because yeah. I was like, I've covered all of my go-tos. I know. I feel like you should go first. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I was going to say Dolly Parton, to oh, be honest. Yeah. But here... I mean, we talked about Dolly Parton. So I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cheating. Well, and like, she's done still a whole alive. episode on her. True. I do have to shout out another podcast that I think, like, obviously, I always grew up loving Dolly Parton. But I listened to this podcast and I was like, it's probably my favorite podcast I've ever li- listened to. And it's called Dolly Parton's America. And it does just a great overview of Dolly Parton and her life. But like, so much that you just like, so appreciate who she is and what she's done and mm. like herself as an artist and a human being. I don't know. I just freaking love Dolly Parton. So I don't know. Like I said, that feels almost like a lame answer, but I'm like, I've covered everyone that I, that is like my <laughs> go-to person. <laughs> no, but that's like a really good one. Cause I feel like she's definitely yes. influenced you a lot and she's an incredibly inspiring person. Yes. Incredibly. I can't wait till I can get up to Dollywood. yeah seriously this one's hard because it feels so grand you know yes yes that's (laughs) what I was like who in the world would I even do yeah and it's like hard because you're like oh that's so inspiring but at the same time it's just a very grand thing I realized that everyone I was thinking of was like a country music singer so I was like I guess that means I've come to the right place in America I mean you're in Nashville all of my Who's someone who inspires you? It, it was all just country music singers. Because another one I thought of that's like kind of like a more present day is Shania Twain. Ooh, Have you mm-hmm. seen the do- new documentary on Netflix about Shania Twain? No. <gasps> you need to watch I it. Need to. <laughs> I, I got very sick with COVID last mm-hmm. week. And that means I got very caught up on things that are on Netflix. And I would recommend it. I watched it. And it was that's so, awesome. so good. I think one thing for me is there's a lot of like a graphic designers since you were talking about like country music stars I like a kind of mentioned to this when I did it but I did a project where I was able to write about 15 I think it was yeah 15 female graphic designers and like this book and design the whole thing and everything and I am planning on talking about more of them later it's just been hard to not do a graphic designer every single time but yeah, Paula Cher is one. Yeah. Uh, she's still alive. She works for Pentagram, which is like the top design agency in the world. And she was like the first female principal designer there and like the first female like partner. And I just, she's incredible. She like paints and she's just done amazing things with her design work, especially like starting her career in like the 50s and 60s when it was like ridiculously mm-hmm. hard to be a woman especially in like tech, which design is considered. It's just really inspiring. And then another favorite, I have two others that I'll mention briefly. Good. And you can expect future episodes, just like a Dolly episode eventually. Absolutely. Um, Sometimes people, I just feel like they're a little too grand to do an episode on. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I can't sum up my feelings Well, that's what I'm like. How am I supposed to talk about everything that I love about Dolly Parton in a 45-minute monologue? (laughs) Like, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. But another one that I just really love, her name's Bay Fettler. Okay. She's actually Brazilian. And I think I'm planning on talking about her later 
this year. So hopefully that ends up happening. But she was just like an art director for Harper's Bazaar and Miss, another one, and then Rolling Stone for a brief time. And then also oh, cool. helped with the premiere issue of Vanity Fair. So just like huge in the magazine world, especially during like the 70s and 80s. Well, I guess 60s and 70s. But she just like was this powerhouse woman and just like really like unstoppable and just did all yeah. these incredible things and was one of the first female art directors of a major publication, which is a mm-hmm. really big deal. And yeah. it just kind of makes me wish that I had been born in the era of magazines in their highlight because it would have been Honestly. so fun. And that's yeah. the same with the other one. Saeep Pineless, I think is how you say her name. But she was Austrian born and she also was just like a major first early publications she's a little bit earlier so around the 50s I think was the major years of her career Mm. 40s and 50s but she did like charm magazine she did some early like illustration everything work for Vogue like in the very very early days of Vogue also 17 magazine glamour magazine vanity fair like you know like all these early early magazines in their early days yeah. And then she also, like, on the side, like, illustrated this beautiful cookbook and, like, wrote down all these recipes. And then they published Aww. it after her death. But, yeah, just, like, these incredible people. I really look up to women who were in the magazine world during that time because it was such a, like, stressful and hard time to be <laughs> yeah, in design, especially in that industry. And just the things that they were able to do and the stuff that they accomplished. And it really is, like, their work is incredible. I definitely well, admire it very much I feel like that's how I feel about women in country music especially like Patsy Cline is Mm. a big one for me I've done an episode on her but like I just I love Patsy Cline so much (laughs) and like you know she was in the 60s such a hard time to be a woman country singer and like I don't know she was like known for being you know like the harsh kind of like you know hard woman and I'm I don't know she's just it's just so cool people who came before us and just did it you know agreed it's just cool to see it like succeeding in something that they weren't supposed to succeed in according to society it's just Mm -hmm. there's something so admirable about that totally another person that i'm just loving right now which is again a woman country singer i didn't even do it on purpose i was just like thinking of everyone that i was thinking of that i like was you know would be inspired by and i was like oh my gosh these are all women in country but casey musgraves i haven't really talked about how much I love Casey Musgraves, but I think she's like my second all-time streamed artist of all time, mm-hmm. right behind Miss Taylor Swift, of course, which I'm not mentioning a lot about Taylor Swift because I feel like we've done enough to show our <laughs> devotion to Taylor <laughs> Swift as podcast hosts. We have a two-part episode if you yeah. missed it. So. Yeah, and it's continuously a topic. Anyways, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's another one that I just, everything she does, her whole vibe is so good. When she won album of the year for Golden Hour, I definitely cried because oh, I was like, yeah. you're so cool. And I'm so just inspired by you. I so. love her music. I am majorly obsessed with Maisie Peters right now. <gasps> oh yeah. Maisie Peters is good. Like very much so very obsessed. I just think she's killing it. She's killing it all. Every <laughs> yeah. single song. Like the song Blonde. Are, oh, so, so good. good. And yeah. yeah, just like literally, have you listened to Good Enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heartbreaking. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Yeah, I just love her lyrics and her melodies. I feel like she has like some fun kind of like punk aspect to her that we haven't seen yeah. since like the 90s. I enjoyed it And we saw her live together in concert. Yes, we did. That was a and good show. It. That was a crazy Is show. Is that the way too small of a venue? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the power went out. 
it literally the, the venue should have been two times as big like i don't why know what they, they were thinking i don't know I who don't know. books concert venues for utah but stop booking kilby stop it yeah if you are a touring big artist with millions and millions of monthly listeners you do not belong at kilby court no like, go anywhere that is else for small local bands yes do not go to kilby <laughs> it is too small and it's irritating every time i go to a concert there because it's like just tiny it's too small it's so like small. if you're there for a small band that you love it's awesome because it's Agreed. so intimate but other than that it's, it's yeah not good. if they've got more than like ten thousand followers probably even less than that but like yeah if you're Instagram, selling out kilby no. court just go to a different venue Agreed. sorry no i completely no shade agree. to kilby court no it's a cute fun it's a venue. great venue it's yeah. just not for Maisie Peters, who's now touring with Ed Sheeran. I mean, like, yeah, come exactly. on. <laughs> like, uh, you could have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, and anyone from your personal life that you think oh, deserves gosh. a shout out? I mean, well, that's like so a many. hard question. Yeah. I know. I'm like, and I feel like I'd get really emotional. Yes, yeah, um, same. So I'm like, uh. <laughs> I will just say, like, I always have to shout out my mom. I feel like she just completely... She fueled the fire for, like, my art history obsession and, like, my love of design and art. I've mentioned it before. My mom's a landscape designer. And she was always, like, drawing house plans and stuff growing up and, like, just really, really helping me cultivate that part of my life. Mm -hmm. And she was actually the first person, too, who suggested I should look into graphic design because I was like, well, I want to do art, but, like, not traditional art. Like, I kind of want to do something different. And she was like, I think you should be a graphic designer. And, and she was dead on. <laughs> yeah, of what and she you would also be interested in. Just like she listens to every episode and she loves talking yeah, about so it nice. with me. And I just like, I feel like she is just one of the main reasons that I am who I am. You know, like the way that I love yeah. art and art history and just like everything that I've become. I definitely mm-hmm. owe it to her. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like my mom too. I'm like, mm-hmm. how lame we're talking about <laughs> our mom. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding obviously but like yeah it's it's so similar where it's like actually like it's funny because my mom and honestly no one in my family is musical in the slightest mm-hmm. it was just kind of my thing that I just really gravitated towards as a kid but I feel like you know like even despite that they had like no knowledge and about it just from a very early age I think she was able to like pick up on oh this is something that she like really really loves and like you know, drove me to singing lessons and piano lessons. And now it's fun too, because my mom is starting to paint and like start to be an artist in her own right. Well, it's funny because I've growing up, I always was like, mom, you would be great at this. Like, why Mm. don't you just do it? But she'd be like, oh no, I just like doing crafts, which we talked about in an episode once. Yeah. It is art. And it's sometimes deemed lesser than because it's the typical like woman thing Mm -hmm. but oh yeah weaving women that was another episode i really loved that one was so fun we talked about that a little bit i think in that episode anyways but yeah it's like just it's so fun to like kind of see her come into her own as an artist and now like it's fun to relate to her in the sense that she's like i don't think i'm a real artist i feel like an imposter and i'm just like no mom that's how (laughs) that's how all of us women feel like don't don't let them get to you like don't believe that so Mm -hmm. oh i love that I could talk about every single woman I love, but I know, you know, should I list off every woman in my what life? What I will say <laughs> is I feel like growing up, I was a bit of a pick me girl and <laughs> I, especially like in junior high and high school, I 
prided myself on the fact that like a lot of my friends were guys you know Mm -hmm. and even into college I was like oh my goodness I'm gonna have groomsmen at my wedding not bridesmaids and I thought that was so quirky and so cool Ugh, I gag I hate that that aspect of my past (laughs) but as I've like grown older and much much wiser the relationships in my life that have sustained and have actually like played the biggest role on like who I am is absolutely the women in my Mm -hmm. life and the women I was friends with at all different stages like I've been really good friends with my friend Kiana my whole life and then like our friendship in high school was Mm -hmm. like so sustaining to be honest of like you know know, yeah just those years and then like you know my good friend Molly that I met in college and like my cousin Mallory who's like so supportive like it's just like yeah, now I like legitly am getting emotional. Where I'm like, all these like women, it's always been other women in my life. And like, those are the relationships that are like, how amazing. They're the ones who've like made the biggest impact on me. And I so do, I'm like, ah, stupid yeah, boys. <laughs> I feel like I really undervalued and underestimated female friendship. Like, yes. 100%. Absolutely. And it's kind of, have you seen Anne of Green Gables? A long time ago, but it's been oh, a long time. So cute. I we should really watch it should, again. Yeah, we should do a We should talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember watching it when I was little and she has Anne meets ugh, crap. Why did I forget her name? It's like Diane, I think, or something. Hold on. Let me. Oh, Diana Barry, of course. Mm, mm-hmm. Anne Shirley and Diana Barry. And they meet each other. And then she, Anne's just like, oh, you're going to be my bosom friend, you know, like my true kindred spirit. And I remember being so jealous of that because I didn't really feel like I had that for like the longest time. I didn't feel like I had like female friendships that felt like that. Yeah. And then I just got like surprised with all of them, like all at the same time. And like, especially going through a divorce at like 24 and then realizing how much I like really, really leaned on. Like Like, definitely you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then uh, I have another friend named Sadie. Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then my cousins, of course, Michaela and Brooke, and then my friend Lexi and just like so many more. Like I cannot name everyone. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't even want to start naming people because I'm like, there's so many women that I love. I, Mm -hmm. yes. But it was just like those moments of realizing that nothing will ever be like more valuable to me than those relationships that I've made with women. And I like have seen people talk about how like their girlfriend's best friend will pull them aside and be like, guess what? buddy like no matter what I'm in the wedding we just get to decide whether or not you will be and it's like that's so true you know like your best friend's gonna be with you for everything like Mm -hmm. even if everything literally goes to crap like yeah I'm standing here as a testament that like if everything else in your life disappears like like, your best friends are always gonna be there yeah and I going back to maybe some people don't have that luxury with the women friendships in their life and I I'm so sorry but like because you know (laughs) I feel just very blessed I feel like the women who I have met in my life they're consistent Mm. and I feel like that's the majority I don't know maybe I just like haven't been burned by other women I I feel like if you have been you just haven't met the right friends yet yes exactly like that doesn't mean they're not there like yeah yeah they're there they're just coming they'll just be a little bit later because it's like I fully fully believe with my whole heart that there's like I don't believe in soulmates but I believe that there's like people you know that are a part of your life that when you find them you match you know and it's just like it it's easy like our friendship has never been hard for me (laughs) no and what's even funny is like we went like I think like a year of like not really like or maybe even more of like not like seeing each other as much but Mm -hmm. then like as soon as we started 
just talk to each other more often. It was just like, oh, right, right back to business. Exactly. You know what I mean? That like I wasn't even yeah. aware of the time that went by almost, which I feel like is how, I don't know, it's just nice. Exactly. Like I just think that that's what true friendship is like. You know, mm-hmm. it's not vindictive. It's not competitive. It's none of those things. No. Like it's just easy and lovely yeah. and encouraging. Lovely. So I guess if I could wish anything for every single woman in the world, it is a really great friend <laughs> yes. who is a woman because you're right. Like Agreed. just the older I've gotten, the more I'm just like, what is like literally what is better than mm-hmm. the women friendships in my life? And mm, I mean, I have a husband that I love, but like, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Jordan, if you're listening. But you know, like, no, I just like just, they always they're always yeah. the ones who are there. Mm-hmm. There's just something so strong about like not even romantic love, just like pure friendship. Friendship, you know? Yep. That kind of and just love. like it's very strong. knowing like someone's like maybe faults and just being like, no, I don't care. I like that person the best. Like, mm-hmm. and it, yep. I'll look past it all because they're my friend and I love them. Agreed. Ah, oh, cute. Oh, now I feel all like warm in my heart. <laughs> I know, I'm like all warm and fuzzy. We don't really get like sentimental on this podcast. No, we don't. Very often. <laughs> we get more bitter and angry more than we get sentimental. <laughs> I know, now I feel all warm and fluffy. <laughs> Me too. All right, well, anyone listening, here's the challenge. Just go go text your friends, your women friends, and Great. say, hey, I love you. And then send them this episode and <laughs> yeah. then tell them all about how much you love this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's just spreading the love. Yeah, I will say that's something that I really, really love about this is that like you can find people that inspire you in your real life that are around you. You can find like celebrities and authors and scientists and everything else that mm-hmm. inspire you. And there's always people from the past to look back yeah. on that inspire you as well. And it's fun to be surrounded, isn't it? By like past, present, future, like all of it just encompassing knowing that like you're not alone. <laughs> no, nope. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. happy 100 episodes. Yes. Stani. Here's to 100, 100 more. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're never going to run out of things to talk about. So no, we've proven we're here for that. the long haul, everybody. <laughs> You're stuck with us. Absolutely. Um, and on that note, we would love <laughs> if you go and rate and review. Um, yes. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Go and follow us on Instagram. Just show your support. Let us know you're there. Tell us your favorite episodes as well. We love to know that people are listening. We can see it, but we'd love to hear from you. Well, we'll be back next week as we always are. Regularly scheduled as always. Right on schedule. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Well, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.